Wake up. It's the morning motivation with Brittany Daniel. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, everyone. Now, I want to say I am super, 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 super sorry for yesterday. Um, we had a a storm. Uh, what was it that happened like the night before? And so by the morning time, there was no Wi-Fi. There was no signal. The whole neighborhood in my area was out of like internet. So I apologize for not being here. Um, and it's crazy how things happen for a reason because I really needed yesterday. I wasn't in a really great headspace and I'm super happy to be here with you guys today. Good morning, you guys, because I feel so much better. The energy's better. It's just different. So before we jump into it, I want to play you guys a video. You guys know I listen to my uh, motivational videos each and every morning. I'm going to share the entire video on my community page. I'll start doing that. Um, I'll start doing that. So I'll put great video. Of course, I love the great Oprah Winfrey. And so we're, oh, we're going to go ahead and listen to a snippet. Good morning. I know. Thank you. So happy. So if you guys missed it, my bad, y'all. Sorry I couldn't be here yesterday. We had an outage in our area for Wi-Fi. And this is how I stream for y'all. I couldn't even do it on my phone because y'all wouldn't have got the live stream. So I'm so happy you guys are here. Thank you guys so much. Um, I'm going to share the video. Then we'll go do the shout outs and the prayer and all of that. If you are listening on my podcast, welcome. We go live each and every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern. Um, so if you guys want to go ahead and be a part of the community and the chats and all of that, then uh, go ahead and subscribe and come on live and have a chat. So I'm going to play a video and then we'll get into the rest of our talk today. And we are still reading A Purpose Driven Life. By Rick Warren, we're going to pick right where we left off. We're not skipping any days. We're going to go do day three, even though this was supposed to be day four. But it's okay. Things happen and we just keep it all moving. So let me add this to the stream and play it for you guys. In Miami, we took some photos together and she said to me, Oprah, next time you see me, I'm going to be so much skinnier. And I replied, well, the next time I see you, Hopefully you're going to be as healthy as you can be in that moment, because right, right now, now this is as healthy as you can be in this, in this moment. moment. And the next, and the next time, time you'll be as healthy as you can be in that moment. moment. I, told I told her to be, to be kind to herself. herself. And she looked at me and said, how do I do that? Well, it starts with loving right now who you are, all yourself, your flaws, living in a space of lack, focused on what you don't want or what you don't like about yourself. I, I, I promise you, I've learned, you I've learned it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Take, a moment Take a moment to look at what is really running through your mind about yourself that may be holding you back. The energy of the universe responds to positivity. And so if you're telling yourself you're not slim enough, you're not good enough, and that negative chatter starts in your head, stops, lean away from it. Let those thoughts of not being enough seep in. You can't really act out the best of yourself. So your actions, so your actions must be in alignment with all the goodness and strength that you know, that you know to be true about yourself. So this week, so this I'm week, inviting you, I'm inviting you to put on your happy sweater, wherever, wherever it is, or whatever that is for you. Quiet all the negative self-talk and allow your confidence, your sense of knowing that better days are ahead, to be at the forefront of your thinking. Tomorrow's never promised. So let's accept and then let's celebrate ourselves just where we are right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for where for I am. Where I am. Who I am. Who I am. Right now. Right now. Let. Let. 
All right, y'all. So <clears throat> I had to play that because I thought that that was super, super empower, impactful and powerful. A lot of times we want to change who we are um, and we just have to accept ourselves and love, our, love ourselves exactly how we are right now. And we are going to talk about what drives our lives today. But before we do that, let's go ahead and do our morning prayer and do these shout outs and get into it. So uh, if you are not spiritual or religious, I hope that you stick around anyway, because, you know, we don't discriminate over here in Morning Motivation. So dear Heavenly Father, thank you for waking us up again for another day. Thank you for re-energizing my energy. And I pray that you are re-energizing all of my Morning Motivators energy today. I pray that whatever they hear is for them. I pray that they get something out of it that they can take with them for their day and that everybody is filled with self-love, self-actualization, just understanding that uh, understanding their purpose and what you have them here for. And they, we all continue to walk in your light. In your darling son, Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Good morning. So let's go down the list. I see all y'all showed up yesterday. Thank you guys so much. But good morning, May. Good morning, Sydney. Good morning, Turquoise. Good morning, Dion. Good morning, such a lady. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Jewel. Good morning, Ashley. Good morning, Brown Eyes. How are you? Good morning, Vanessa. Good morning, Shauna. Good morning, good morning, good morning. So if this is your first time, let me know where you are watching from. And as everybody comes in, I hope you guys are having a beautiful and blessed one. All right, so let's go back to a purpose-driven life. Boom, boom, boom. We are going to pick up right where we left off the day before last and what drives your life. And it says, I observe that the basic motives for success is driven as the driving force of envy and jealousy. And that's a um you say that? a clash y'all don't give me the line a class is 44 and four the man without purpose is life is like a ship without a rudder a whiff in another direction no man um a no man all right so um it says everyone's life is driven by something watching from philly and philly in the building what up shout out to meek meal <laughs> everyone is driven uh, by something. Most dictionaries define the verb driven as a guide to, to control or to direct. Whether you are driving a car, a nail, or a golf ball, you are guiding, controlling, directing it in a movement in that, excuse me, it at the, mo the moment. <laughs> what is the driving force of your life? Right now, you may be driven by a problem a pressure or a deadline. You may be driven by a painful memory, a haunting fear, or an unconscious belief. There are hundreds of circumstances, values, and emotions that can drive your life. Here are five of the mo most common ones. Now, there you go. You, yep. Thank you, Sydney. Mm -mm. <laughs> thank you, Sydney. Uh, so I want you guys, as I'm reading this, right, as I'm reading this and we're going through the thing, think about the things that drive your life, your conscious and subconscious. Well, this one's a little, this one, this chapter's a little longer. Um, think about what really drives your life, like what motivates you, what inspires you. And, and also think about the negatives as well. Like sometimes we can be driven by fear, like, oh, I don't want to be broke. So that drives you. Or um, it can be resentment. I'm going to show them 
It can be uh, nobody, somebody told you you weren't good enough. So that's your driving force. So really think about, do a deep dive today as we're reading through this. And as we're talking about this, do a deep dive into what drives you. It can be positive or negative because that will reveal a lot today. Oh, thank you, Sydney. Well, good morning. Okay. Many people are driven by guilt. They spend their entire lives running from regret and hiding their shame. Guilt-driven people are manipulated, manipulated by memories. They allow their past to control their future. They often unconsciously punish themselves by sabotaging their own success. Mm. When Cain sinned, his guilt disconnected him from God's presence. And God said, you will be, you will be a restless wanderer on the earth. That describes most people today, wandering through life without a purpose. We are products of our past, but we don't have to be a prisoner of it. God's purpose is not limited to our past. He turned a murderer named Moses into a leader and a coward named Gillian into a courageous hero. And he can do amazing things with the rest of your life too. God specializes in giving people a fresh start. So no matter what you've done, no matter what you're guilty of. Hey, Percy, no matter what's going on, um, God will always give you a fresh start. The Bible says what happened, what, what happiness, what happiness for those who guilt has been forgiven, what relief for those who have confessed their sins and God has cleared their record. And if we are believers in Christ and you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you covered by the blood, you are too forgiven. Okay. <laughs> I watched Karina Karina the other day. So that's my Whippy Goldberg uh, impersonation when she acts like that. Okay. Many people are driven by resentment and anger. They hold on to hurt and never and never get over them. Instead of releasing their pain through forgiveness, they rehearse it over and over in their minds. Some resentment, resentment driven people clam up and internalize their anger while others blow up and explode it onto others. Both responses are unhealthy and unhelpful. Good morning, Felicia. Make sure you guys are list like really start thinking about what things drive you. Again, we are reading from a purpose-driven life. If you guys have not been here uh, this week and it is linked down below if you guys want it for yourself, okay? Uh, resentment, let's see. Are helpful. Resentment always hurts you more than it does the the person you resent. While you off, while your offender has probably forgotten the offense and has gone on with life, you continue to to stew in your pain and perpetuate the past. Listen, those who have hurt you in the past cannot continue to hurt you now unless you hold on to the pain. Through resentment. Your past is the past. Nothing will change it. You are only hurting yourself with bitterness. For you, for your own sake, learn from it and then let it go. The Bible says to worry yourself to death with resentment would be a foolish, senseless thing to do. I remember, and I told you guys this story. I don't know if you guys remember this. Some of you may, and some of you may not. I remember when I was in college and I got my heart broken for the first time. And I always tell you guys about heartbreak. The way you don't get your heart broken is you never put 
You never make one person your life. This person became my life. Whatever he wanted. I was a doormat, stupid, the gamut. You can you can say that I was desperately in love. Not in love in a smart, confident way. I was desperate. And that's not a good place. Anyways, long story short, short I found, find out that as much as I'm in love and enamored and, and all up in this guy, he cheats on me. Break. When I say crushes my heart, crushes. And you know you've gotten your heart crushed when you've contemplated evil things. I went to that space. Um, luckily, nothing happened. But it took about three years for me. Like I would just, I'd be okay. I, I moved on. I dated. But I could never get over him. I would check his Facebook. I would you know, go peep. And I would find myself years later crying about this guy. And then one day it hit me. I was like, Brittany, all he did was cheat on you years ago. You're allowing this pain to fester. You're allowing this pain to continue to mess with your mind and and perpetuate. And once I came to the realization that I was in control of allowing that situation to continue to, to mess with my life was the moment I was like freed of it all. So if there's anything that somebody has done to you, hurt you, and it could be horrible, I get it. But the moment we, like the book says, allow it, say it's jacked up. Like what they did is jacked up. We're not excusing their behavior, but we're taking control and not allowing it to penetrate. And if it's, it's it seems impossible, then maybe some therapy work, maybe some healing needs to happen. That's a journey. That's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. But if it's something that you know that if all I got to do is change my mindset, it's it's definitely worth it. Because once I once I made up my mind, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna allow that situation to continue to hurt me, I was free. Very interesting. It's all about mindset. Um, okay, so this is many people are driven by fear. Their fears may be a result of a traumatic experience, unrealistic expectations, growing up in a high controlled home, or even genetic predisposition. Regardless of the cause, fear-driven people often miss great opportunities because they are afraid to venture out. I know some of y'all because we talked about this. Good morning, Aisha. Instead, they play it safe, avoiding risks and trying to maintain the status quo. All right, y'all, come on for your base people. I know some of us, I this was me. Fear is an self-imposed prison that will keep you from becoming what God intends for you to be. You move, you must move against it with the weapon of faith and love. The Bible says, well-formed love banishes fear. Since fear is crippling, a fearful life, fear of death, fear of judgment is one not yet fully formed in love. So it's saying that if you it's, I don't know what y'all talking about. It says if you are based in fear, if you have a life that's based in fear, you are not fully formed in love. Very interesting. Very interesting. Many people are driven by materialism. Now, that's the society it seems like we live in now. Their desire to acquire be, becomes a whole goal of their lives. This drive to always want more is based on a misconception that having more will make me more happy. More important, the more secure, but all three ideas are untrue. Possessions are only provide temporary happiness because things do not change. 
we eventually become bored with them and then we want newer, bigger, better versions. This is true. I go for walks now in the morning before morning motivation and so healthy, so good. And me and my neighbor stumbled across like a home that was being built and we looked in and I went and I was like, now I want a new house. Girl, you ain't even been in this house a year and a half. Sit down somewhere. Sit down. Sit down. <laughs> but it's very true. 